Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media with the handle Mark Meadows with a Z. Hey, and I'm Nathan, and uh, I also got social media. Uh, it's pretty much an Instagram, and uh, I take pictures of my action figures because I think that's cool. And you can go check that out at uh, Clutch Figures. Uh, one word, no spaces. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, kicking off minute number three of Man of Steel. Starts off with a four-legged yak yelling out into the distance. It's a yak and a turtle shell. It's not a yak. A yak is an is a, is a earth creature, and a turtle is an we're, earth creature. Yeah, we're going to get into what that beast is and all the other cool stuff yeah. in this minute. And then it ends with General Zod and his forces blasting their way into the Kryptonian Law Council. Mm-hmm. So that beast that we see, that is actually a Rondor beast. Yes. That's what it's known in, in yep. on Krypton. That is what I uh, and wrote down. I wrote that that's Jor-El's farm. It's like yeah. his, it's like his, it's like um, House L. It's like. They got land. Yeah. It's their prairie. And um, yeah, there's so much, like in only one minute, there's so much that they try to, like, I guess if you really do the research, there's a lot you find out about what's going on here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. His farm is actually uh, synthetic because yeah. Krypton is dying and the grass is fake. And so he's just trying to preserve yeah. these beasts and everything that and he so has like, there and, like and the livestock and, and his, keep Krypton uh, what it was. His property and where his family lives is kind of like an homage of what Krypton used to look like. Yeah. So it is the oasis in a desert of sorrow. Yeah, but it's a fake oasis. All right. Well, and which is pretty sad because so where um, this minute takes you is it takes you to Kandor, which is the capital of Krypton. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did my research, I actually found out that because Krypton is dying, all their population is on Kandor now. Oh yeah, like they've literally. It's like the shrunken city. Yeah, it's like if if Earth was dying, and the population dwindled down drastically, and until everyone was just forced to live in one city, and we all lived in like New York, mm-hmm. and there was nowhere else to go but that, up. Yeah, nowhere inhabitable except you know we're all in, in New York City now. Um, so I found that out, and I was, you know, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, well, why is this planet dying? Why, why is Jor-El mm-hmm. speaking to this Kryptonian Law Council? Like, what is going on? Um, I did some research, and I found that Krypton is a nine billion year old planet, mm-hmm. but the Kryptonians have only become civilized and taken over the planet a um, hundred thousand years before. It's you know, Krypton's destruction, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's like that kind of reflects us here yeah. on Earth. You know, the Earth is such an old planet. And, you know, the to even describe, like, to even go into detail Earth's history, we are like 0.01% of its history. Absolutely. Um, and we've already done so much to this planet. And I think it's pretty poetic uh, to see the the destruction of Krypton and and kind of apply it to ourselves and kind of all right, they're trying to tell us something here. Yeah, the destruction of Krypton is is a is a dark future that we may one day face. So, um, very uh, scary stuff. But I was always curious of like what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's pretty insane. And so we see Jor-El, he's talking to two members of the Kryptonian Law Council, which is basically like their last remaining part of their political system, yeah. like their Senate and, and whatnot. Uh, the old female, uh, uh, Rosar. Yes. And I didn't catch the actress's name, so I apologize in advance. Okay. She is the, what they call the high eminence. Mm-hmm. She is like their last uh, prime minister, if you will. And the male that he is also speaking to is Lorem, and he will eventually become the high eminence because of something happening pretty soon. Uh, spoilers. And I, I didn't catch a rank for him, but I assume he was probably just going to be like the, the vice eminence or something. The runner-up. Yeah, you know, one of those things. <laughs> Next in power. Um, and so when he's talking to them, he's he mentioned something about a codex. Yes. And we're, I think we're going to get into more information about that when we come across the codex, but um, he asked for it because he has a plan to save Krypton. And... Rosar says something along the lines of, you want us to just up and leave with the entire population of Krypton? And he says... It's too late for sounds, that. He's, I gotta be honest. He, he sounds pretty crazy in this moment. Because yeah. it's like, how do you tell... Uh, but he's smart. You tell a Senate, like, I have a crazy idea, but we're all gonna die, but I have a plan. He's you give me the codex, and I will save this. He's save. smart. And it's so weird, because it's like... I can understand someone just saying, no, you're full of shit, you well, he, I mean, crazy he's, he's idiot. He's selfless. That's what it is, and that's, that's definitely I just think, how... I just think it sounds so... The teachings that he's bringing to Superman I think teaches it sounds him to be so, this selfless person. It sounds so like... It's like, oh, I have a way of saving this planet, but I'm going to need that codex. And it's like, you're not going to tell anyone anything. You're just oh, gonna, yeah, that kind of seems me, right out of the you're blue. You're telling like, the whole... Whoa, whoa, hold on. He's saying, oh, everyone on this planet's already dead. Yeah. But I have so you just want to take this? And it's like, like it sounds like what? All right, you? that yeah, that does sound like crazy. Jor-El, I was like, if you if you had a plan, Brown talking. It's like if you had a plan, you should probably tell us first before you. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you would think uh, after the years of mining that that the uh, the, the the law council would have seen. It's kind of just like related to our, you know. Yeah. Like punch me if you want global warming crisis that we're going through now. It's it's almost like they're blinded by it, and they're so more thinking on themselves and how to how to preserve. What they have on Krypton, they're not looking to the stars like how they used to in yeah. the old day. No, Krypton. it's true because I, I thought about it today, and there there are cities around the world that they live in smog and they live with barely fresh air, and yeah. you know places in China like that and stuff. And I thought, come like higher ups would more think about alternatives to giving people fresh air and stuff instead of shutting down the issue that caused it. And depleting natural resources is what killed Krypton and, and made its core unstable, and that's why Krypton is on the verge of on the verge of collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, and here in our own planet, people would do the same thing. They would try to seek out alternatives without actually solving the issue that's hurting the planet. Yeah. So, but when you're trying to face an issue like that, don't try to sound so abstract about, "Oh, we're all going to die," but I yeah. have a plan. And, like, we are going to seek to the star. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? You better, like, you need to tell us, like, a mathematic formula of, like, how we're going to save this planet. Don't, don't, Doyle, you sound crazy. He's crazy, <laughs> but he's smart. But, I mean, he, he does have, I mean, his head is in the right place. I think it just, when he tried to say it, it sounded too poetic. And mm-hmm. 
But that might, I mean, we could chalk that up to the writing of the film. But for the most part, I think the writing is good in this film. I just think, like, that part, you just like, damn, Joel, you need to fucking spell this shit out to some people. But I don't know, maybe that make him sound more crazy. If he was like, yeah, I'm going to take the codex. It's going to get absorbed <laughs> in my new baby boy. And we'll put him in a ship. Well, there you go. I mean, like, even him explaining the new, the, the birth, the actual. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, he it's, had it's the, the first, uh, it's the first real birth that they've had on Krypton in hundreds of years. And, um, I mean, they all. We didn't they, say they, that in this minute, right? No, I mean, we can he, bring that up in this minute because he, he does. He does. It, well, he, he does did. say that. Yes. He, he says, uh, there's a little bit. He says, there's still hope. I have held that hope in my hands. And he's referring to his son. Which oh, they yeah. at the time do not know that little baby Kalel was born traditionally and not through a birthing matrix. And uh, oh. if, if they found that out, they probably would have condemned both of them for for crimes against uh, society because that uh, traditional style of birthing w- was 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 banned. And, yeah, um, you know what is it? Crossbreeding, as they reference it, was banned because it it related to uh, it it went on to create things such as doomsday, and that's what. It was. Yeah, it, it was I, birth after I birth was, after um, birth after birth, normal birth after normal birth. So Kryptonians tried to nip it in the butt and make everything Aryan race perfect by doing it all in through computers. Hey, maybe we should learn from them. I did some. <laughs> uh, I, I did some research on the Kryptonian law council, and I, I did. Re- I was like, Bertrand's curse. Like, what was this? What was this? Like, yeah. And so I read about it, and it, apparently this is what led to the Codex and, and right and like. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. Artificial birth and like manufactured birth yeah. versus uh, natural birth, and I. It's, it's almost like if Hitler had a supercomputer. It was just like pumping out Nazi babies. Just pumping out perfect blonde hair, blue eyed Nazi babies. And I was like, Bertrand's curse. What is this nonsense? And I guess they did have a doomsday epidemic. Like yeah. On Krypton, and that's crazy, and that that led to the Codex, and it, it led to what Krypton is now, in, in a sense, and. I think that might have been why the Kryptonian Law Council is regarded so highly because they solved an issue. Probably. And but now it's like you're only good for so long. Mm-hmm. Like they they were only I don't know. No, you. I I agree with you. I agree with you. So yeah, that was interesting. I read. I was like, oh. and there was a. I guess there was another story that they another article about the Kryptonian. We'll get into that okay. some other time. Um, but I feel like there's something else with the Kryptonian Law Council and. Uh, a Kryptonian named uh, Dev M, who yeah. um, I think plays a part later in the film, because it says he was th- he was instead of sent to the Phantom Zone, he was sent to a scout ship. Yes, and we do see a scout ship later in the film, and I wonder if that plays. Uh, that scout ship was the one that landed on Earth. Yeah, instead of actually going to Earth to to try to terraform it like how they were doing with the World mm-hmm. Engine, he was just stranded on this polar ice yeah, cap. Yeah, he was to just suffer. Eg- exiled. Yeah. You know? But you would think, I mean, he, I wonder if, I wonder if he died in the crash or anything like that because a Kryptonian being under a red sun, him, if he just would have walked out of his ship, it would have been Superman, you know, years before. I have a question and it sounds far fetched because I, you know, I didn't look anything up or anything, but, um, there's a fourth Superman Christopher Reeves film, right? Yeah. Uh, the quest for peace. Yes. Is that villain that he fights, is that a Kryptonian? Because I feel like, well, maybe that could be like. That could be that guy. Maybe. Uh, you're, I'm drawing a blank here. I know he fights. So, he fights someone who's got superhuman powers. Um, bop, 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 bop. Mm, the nuclear man. Is that who he fights? Nuclear man. 
Well, anyways, I feel like. Well, I wouldn't want to see a, a, Man of, a Man of Steel sequel where he fights another Kryptonian. I feel like it's. I mean, they did it, especially with regards to this movie. The General Zod adaptation of this versus you know the previous one, it's it's great. It it also it it depicts the the perfect example of almost uh like a like a like a hostile takeover um with the shining hero that comes to save the day i mean it, it's great um there's always something that i draw in comparison when i watch this film and it's not my favorite saga but when you if you're a huge fan of dragon ball z and you look at this film and you look at the saiyan saga it's almost the same yeah. storyline yeah where goku crash lands on a planet and then the Saiyans come and you have Nappa and you have Vegeta and they're basically General Zod and, yeah. and uh, you know, his, Absolutely. Or his organization, which we'll get into in next time we mm-hmm. next time we talk about Minute 4. But, um, yeah, like, I think this minute, it can go by under the radar. You know, you're just kind of like, all right, well, here's uh, some shots of Krypton. Like, we're establishing, you know, that this is Krypton, this is where they live, and this is what they're dealing with. Um, but when you really dive into and try to understand each and every shot in this film and who's in it and what creatures and technology, there's a lot of stuff that you learn about absolutely in this film. And I think it kind of applies in in a way that we can relate to here on Earth. Um, and it was another thing where we, where we talked about in the last episode where we talked about the liquid geo. Yeah. And when you look at this minute... You see the building structures, and you see um, the, it almost looks like a combed metal sand yeah. landscape that they had, like a Geonosian yeah. planet kind of yeah, deal. And Star that, Wars like, reference. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> and uh, or Coruscant because I mean that was all metal. But it was both, to be was, honest uh, with you. The it whole was, planet yeah, was uh, it was all metal. But then, like, if you look towards city. like the back, they have like the mountain esque backdrop. It it definitely looks like there's something carved kind of into yeah. that mountain, especially when. Uh, when when Jor-El goes back to the the House of El, you know, residence, you kind of see that it's it's kind of almost like cave-like a little it's cave-like, but it still seems like everything's manufactured. Yeah, like everything is is built out absolutely. Of, like in my in my theory, like everything is built out of liquid geo, so, as it should be. I don't know if, if that's probably what's killing their planet. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, what was killing their planet was uh, the Green Plague. Is what it was. What? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was. Is that in this film, or is that? Um, in just I think that Superman, might just be in Superman in general. Just Superman the Green mythology. Plague was the one that, that definitely uh, that started killing them all. Excuse me, because I, I what I read here was um, that just the mining of all the natural resources and started killing the planet itself. Yeah, basically global warming in yeah. a sense, but in a more violent, drastic. And there was way. something else about, but Green I think maybe with Lara. Maybe, maybe. Oh no! What it was was um, was Lara's uh, first. Uh, was she? Uh, this is all extended, you know, extended stuff. But Lara was actually um, supposed to marry another Kryptonian gentleman before Jor-El. And uh, what they did was they put their like genetic code into a computer, supercomputer, Kilex style, and it kind of. Sp- bat out a printout of who you were supposed to mate with and that was supposed to be your friend because love wasn't really a thing in Kryptonian culture. It was just like 
perfect, perfect, perfect. Because, you know, when two people got together that, that matched up, they were supposed to just put their, you know, DNA into another birthing chamber, and that was to create their offspring. You think it could reject you? Like, let's well, say, I mean, I, I was going to say, let me, what if I put my DNA in that computer and it was like, yeah, no one wants to marry you. you. Get the fuck out, kid. Maybe. I mean, and then you'd probably be, you know, thrown off a mountain but 300 what if, style. At the same time, what if I put my DNA in the computer and it was like, yo, you get to marry Emma Watson. And then I'd be like, well, Emma Watson's computer doesn't lie, so get in the car. Should we call her? No. Yeah. Hey, uh, Emma Watson. Hey, Emma. If there was a computer that I put my DNA in, and I don't know what they need, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and it told me we should get married. Would you do it? Or would you? <laughs> how you feel? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Of course, absolutely. But yeah, that was what um, the the Green Plague apparently was what was killing off most Kryptonians at the time that that killed but off that's uh, the Laura's. That's yeah, that's all. That's that's just okay. ancient Kryptonian scripture, if you will, Mark. Or comic um, book. But yeah, or comic books. Um, yeah, that's that. I also have note on the uh, the, the the sword of Rao appearing. Do you want to get you want to get into that? It's what do you have first? Next, what do you got first? They, they play a big part in next minute. So I was gonna. They do I have did, a play. I, I mean, we are first introduced. We see the silhouettes of the sword of Rao. Which, by the way, did you know Rao was the uh, you know Kryptonian god? Pretty much, that's what it is. So they're kind of like. Um, uh, uh, what were they? Yeah, I was gonna the s- Crusades and uh, the the Knights Templar, pretty much, okay. but like more radical. Oh no, almost definitely. terrorism, but De- definitely. But they have military backing. Yeah, definitely the radical organization of Krypton. Um, but since they play such a big part in the minute four, I was going to say that. Yeah, absolutely, we one. could save that. Of course, of course. Well, well, if we don't have anything else, and I was also going to save. Uh, excuse me, the Codex. Yeah, what about because it? I, well, I was going to save it for when, you know, when we on, see it later on in the film yeah, when we okay. actually see it. Absolutely. It, it plays a part. Like, I know he mentions it here, and it, it is kind of interesting, like, how this codex came to be. But when we get to it, I it's read. almost like if you're watching this for the first time, and especially if you're, like, you're a new Superman fan, all these things just slip by you. But it definitely catches the attention to a uh, already seasoned reader, if you will, or a or a person that knows Superman and stuff. But like, uh, I mean, he's just like spitting out these things: birthing chamber, codex, yeah. all the yada yada the yada. Where you're already like, oh shit, I know this stuff. This is awesome. Yeah, no, like, like I said, well, we're only on minute three here, right? Yes, absolutely. And, um, we're already learning so much about the mythology of Krypton that most people don't know if they've never picked up like a Grant Morrison book or, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't read um, any anything of those hard-hitting Superman tales. Yeah. Like this is people's first like swan dive into a giant pool of Superman mythology. Yes. And this is when it really is kind of like what Superman lives wanted to be. And wanted to teach you about, but broken up in such perfect timing. Yeah, so you and get, like you, you get you your get Superman your returns. Yeah, and you, you get your Christopher Reeves in there later on. Because what people do want is Superman saving people on Earth. But like, isn't it just fucking badass to see shit on Krypton? Yeah, like, I think, <laughs> no, I think this is cool. I, I and that's I, what they probably had to see. It was like, yo, we're gonna see Krypton now. It better look cool as hell. Well, I, because not only is it really interesting to learn about this uh, part of the universe but like later on in the films they play a big part not only batman v superman but later on justice league it'll all play a bigger part so you need to learn 
more about other worlds mm-hmm. and then you know eventually we'll get to green lantern films and, oh yeah and, and that's yeah. expansive right there and even so like step this in the door. needs to be expansive you need yeah. to understand like the mythology that's going on in this film because yeah. you need it's, the f- it's not just important for this film and it's not just important just to see like um because they could have done like any other superman tale where it's like the planets already blowing up and the spaceships like going on the earth yeah and, and you just like, see like a space and whatever and it's like, like oh yeah cool there's right, a baby in space. spaceship yep, we know i know that we know what's gonna happen like, but this definitely shows you that there are other worlds and other species that exist opening the door for other metahumans especially in the dc universe because there is a lot of space things with green lantern of course but this is definitely like boom right in your face this is the first five minutes of the movie right here that you're on krypton Mm -hmm. and people have never have never sat down and and seen that like this is this is it this is how it started you know what is cool and um I read that you know that Krypton show that they're trying to produce for Sci-Fi Channel. You yeah, heard of that? yeah, yeah. So David Goyer is actually writing that. He's writing that, and he said it takes two hundred years before the events of Man of Steel, which people are buzzing because they're like, "Oh my God, it's going to be the DCEU's first actual television show, not like related to CW, but rather a, a DC show related to the cinematic films." Yeah. So we get to see more of this Krypton, and I'm excited for that. Absolutely, I think, I think that was man. What do you think it's going to be about? Maybe well, Flamebird and Nightwing. Oh, fingers crossed! Well, but, if people don't Krypton? know what that is, oh, yeah, yeah, there was there was a Flamebird and Nightwing in Krypton, not Nightwing, Dick Grayson, Batman guy, but Nightwing actually in Krypton. That was amazing. Well, or I was going to say it probably is going to be kind of like, Monel, maybe. I was going to be like it was probably going to be a political drama, or or maybe. Maybe it will be about the Bertrand curse. Oh snap! That be yeah, that would definitely relate that. to uh, to why, and it would explain. Why. Okay, so people are definitely uh, that's all in Damn. a minute. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. So why was uh, this type of cloning, uh, you know, outlawed in, in two hundred years ago? It's like oh, okay. So this is why we're seeing it. That's awesome. I'm excited to see yeah. that. So because he's writing it, and he said that, and like it was, it's never been, and it's not on the CW. It's on sci-fi. It's going to be on sci-fi. Yeah. And it's it's written by David Goyer, and he specifically said that it takes 200 years before the events of Man of Steel, which is like a red flag of, like, holy shit, it's connected to the film. Absolutely. So that's crazy. Man, they're going to have the same chain, chainmail-esque armor. That's going to be great. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah, well... Well, there's they we'll got a, they got more, a bunch of people in pajamas. We'll get to see more uh, Kelix and... Oh, hell Kilo yeah, man. More Liquid Geo. And hopefully get Haraka. to Haraka. Oh, we haven't met Haraka yet. Yeah, Shit. we're about to, about to meet him. But why well, don't think we're gonna meet him? Ah, probably not Haraka. But descendants, same kind of creature. Any sort of Kryptonian life form other than the uh, the humanoid that we've already seen, grown to know and love. I I am genuinely like interested minutes. in. Yeah. Like I'm already a fan of this Rondor. That yeah, man. He yeah. Was cool. That guy he looks, looks like, awesome. Looks like he came out of the Dark Crystal. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I, I always see him. I was like, is this a dark crystal? But he's cool. A cow and a turtle shell. You got me on board. But uh, that's all I got for this minute. What I think that's you, all I got. That's all you also, got? I mean, like, yeah, we're going to talk more about the Sword of Rao. All righty. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can follow us on all social media at DCEU Minute. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and check us out. We're going to go ahead and wrap up here and we'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.